following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to another edition of the Two Point Conversation. I am Brian Finch. With me as always, hosting these awesome college breakdown shows, the one and only Tyler Zach. What up, Ty? What's up, buddy? How are you? Fantastic, man. Uh, Two years in a row, our boys come out with a championship. Never, ever did I think I'd be talking about that. I honestly thought last year would have been semi-fluky. Uh, but either way, they uh, proved it wasn't this year with just running it back, and even more impressive to get to the first ever thirteen and O in Michigan University history. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I mean, back to back champs. I see you wearing your Michigan gear. I'm wearing my Michigan gear. I'm rocking a hat, sweatshirt, and I'm rocking Michigan pajamas. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a crazy weekend! I am so happy. I can't wait. I know I texted you. Yeah, we, we got to get some new merch, and I had last year's merch, and I can't wait. It just dropped. Have you seen it? Looks beautiful. Uh, yeah, I saw it. Uh, I am currently wearing last year's championship. There you go. So you know, Christmas is around the corner. So maybe Santa will. Hopefully, Santa's a uh, Michigan fan. So yeah, it, some gear. Uh, hopefully, the red and white doesn't close <laughs> into who he may or may not be rooting for. Uh, <laughs> secret. Uh, Buckeye fan or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't fault him if he is. Uh, Santa can't be good at everything, but uh, we got some news to get into before we get back into actually talking about what was college football this week, which was championship weekend, which is always pretty exciting. Um, maybe not as much this year. There's a, um, I don't know. It was exciting, but at the same time, it was very predictable. But uh, news. Uh, transfers and coaching hires happening. Tyler, what do we know? Well, we'll start with, uh, you know, transfers, and then we'll talk about the head coaching change. But um, Clemson's quarterback, as everybody knows since day one of this podcast, I call him Ugulele, and his name is going to be Ugulele for now on. Ugulele. And he said he that he's um, transferring out of Clemson, which I – could have seen by you know last year and this season you know this season I thought he would be a little bit better but played like he did last year but I think uh what is it Cade Cade Klubiak 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 yeah uh uh, people have just been calling him Cub and I'm like I like perfect (laughs) yeah I I can actually say that so it's good um I can say Cub but I think he'll get the nod from now on in Clemson but DJ transfers out not sure some landing spots for him i know there's some a lot of quarterback changes right now but where do you see dj going i see him leaving that um i see him going to the pac-12 somewhere yeah um i'm wondering if the the miami coach can lure him at all try and stay in the acc you know take have another shot at 
Clemson taking them down. He probably would fit um, out west somewhere. I mean, maybe the guy that we're going to talk about coaching hire would uh, like the idea of bringing him in. Doesn't necessarily need him, but if I don't know what he's looking, right. for, I'm sure DJ th- thinks he's a starter. So, you know, I look at him. He looks like he he would look good in like a UCLA jersey or like a helmet. Yeah, but their their quarterback's not going anywhere, and he's actually playing pretty well for Chip. Yeah, that's true. It's tough. It's tough. I, I bet there's more jobs open in the Big Ten. Or the SEC or the ACC. I mean, we Keevan Slovis is leaving Pitt, so you got a job yeah. opening there. Um, in the Big Ten, you know you're going to have a couple of um graduate gra- graduates like Connor from Purdue. He'll be moving on. Yeah, Sean um, Clifford. Mm-hmm. He'll be. Moving I hope on. he's like a ten-year uh, redshirt. <laughs> I don't know who. <laughs> Who his parents know, but the, yeah, they're they're trying to get him his eighth year of eligibility. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think. And historically, quarterbacks in the Big Ten, there's a lot left to be desired. The ACC has produced better talent um, as of late at the quarterback position, but you just never know what the guy's looking for. I, I think I think DJ's eyes are still towards the NFL. Whereas you can look at a Cade McNamara while he probably is totally fine with like with continuing to try and build his resume, maybe becoming a professional football player. But at the same time, if he just gets a really good degree and gets to play a couple, maybe another year of football, that's all he wants. I bet. Yeah. right. And I like guys that know who they are and just act like it. You know what I mean? Just it's fine to be that guy that plays four years of college ball and just hangs it up. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, uh, they can actually, you know, say, you know what? I'm not as good as I think I was, but I still got the experience and um, move on from that. Yeah, you're still better than me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> me too. I couldn't start JV. Um, <laughs> so transfers, it's it's a lot to get into. We're not going to do that here. Uh, we'll mention names along a the lot. way, but we're not going to go point by point. If you want it. It's out there. Uh, I have ESPN Plus, so therefore I have access to all sorts of great articles uh, about people transferring and stuff. So that's the kind of stuff to go look for, I would say. Yeah, that's a lot. There's a lot of so many players in college football that we can't dial every single one. Yeah, no. Maybe maybe in our next endeavors when 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 we get around to that. But uh, uh, coaching news, what we got there? Yeah, so uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, is leaving Jackson State, and he's taking the head coaching position at Colorado. When I heard the news, I was I, I knew he was leaving Jackson State, but you hear a team like Colorado, it's like they're kind of bland. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Maybe he can turn it around. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. I know we talked a little bit how maybe he'll bring DJ along, but he's already bringing his son over. His son's a quarterback and he's starting. Yeah. Uh, did you see the video of uh, prime just now? Uh, it, as in what, what when he was talking, he was talking to, so there's this viral clip going around and I just seen it. I don't know if it dropped on Saturday or Sunday, but it's been scrolling through my Twitter, Facebook and TikTok, And it's basically, he's in front of a, you know, the locker room or not a locker room, but like a conference you know, room and stuff like that. And there's 
Colorado media and staff, and there's some football players that are on the team currently. And he basically just walked in there and said, you might as well just hit the transfer portal right now because I'm bringing eight or 10 dogs with me. (laughs) So, I mean, I like the respect. I hope it works out for him, but um, he is bringing, it is confirmed that he is bringing the number one recruit, the cornerback, Travis Hunter to Colorado. He's bringing his son over who's starting quarterback, which he lit it up in Jackson state. So, you know, I hope it works out for him, but you know, they got a tough schedule. So it's definitely a tough schedule. Huge step up in competition. The thing that I like the most is the way he handled it because there's only so much that you want or can do to like stomp down like the noise about you moving on. Like you have an agent and his job is to create buzz and to get you the biggest contracts and stuff like that. So you purposely get stuff out there to media sources to say, hey, Coach Prime's a candidate at Colorado. Here we go. And that doesn't come out until those two, the school and the agent have talked. Like 100. Mm-hmm. The next thing that happens is Coach Prime, at, at least, I love to keep calling him Coach Prime, Dion, Mr. Sanders, um, he, he did a really good job making the best of it and having his own private moment before anything really was official, as, as, as best as you can do. Everyone kind of felt it coming. We talked about it even last show. And it happened in a way that I think was really respectful to the players. Like he had his own one-on-one time with them, which was awesome. And he told them straight up, he goes, listen, guys, when you choose to be a college football coach, there are two things that happen. You, you either win or successful and other places want you or you're fired. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's because eventually I mean, I guess coach could have stayed there for 10 years and whomped the swack. You know what I mean? D- dominated the swack. Um, but he he chose to move on because he's a competitive guy. And I'm sure the players respect that in a way, especially if he's looking at them like, listen, I think you're good enough. Uh, here's my advice. Like he was saying this too. He's like, here's my advice what you should do in the transfer portal. Or some other guys like, don't transfer this is the best place for you right now. Like you're not ready. So, right. Yeah. I like, I like his honesty too, because, you know, we know Colorado right now, the last couple of years, you know, their program has been dwindling a little bit. And that I love the, you know, the set on him that he walks in into the locker room or the conference room and basically says, listen, this has been a struggling program. You guys are, might be the problem of it. Maybe coaching, whatever. You might as well just have the transfer program. Yeah. And I, and I like how he respects that. You know, it's, and he chose a leader, basically saying, you know, you're not good enough. Go go right. somewhere else. Absolutely. So that's the latest in college football news. Um, but, I mean, it's not going to stop. There's still other head coaching jobs that could end up, like, bowl season, there's always seems to be coaches vacating right before their teams play a bowl game, which is also, it's crappy to do to your team. It is. Just, it's, yeah, that's, it's part of the business, yeah. but it's crappy to do to your team to just bail on them, you know, right before a bowl game. Yeah, so, right. And that's why I was a big proponent of the transfer portal being 100%. Um, because it's like coaches, coaches don't have to, you know, honor this stuff. They get to bounce whenever they want. They can be tied to eight year deals and they'll bounce. Looking at you, Matt Rule. Yeah. Uh, cool. That's fun stuff. Uh, we'll keep an eye out on the rest of the stuff. But uh, 
We'll go to Friday night now for championship weekend. We had the Utah Utes taking down the USC Trojans 47-24. Did you catch any of this game? Watch the entire thing. Nice. And I would go to war for Cameron Rising. <laughs> that guy, oh, my God. Did you see that hit? Got right up, and he says, let's do it again. That's insane to me. I mean, he got lit up, but good for Utah. I'm not a USC fan. Trust me, I'm not a USC, USC fan. And then, you know, last year with basically Oklahoma, the entire Oklahoma team transferring um, to USC. So, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Caleb Williams. I think he's really good, but, you know, yeah. now he can focus on getting another pedicure because he's done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he got his nails. Yeah, oh yeah, he got the crap beat out of him too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he got beat up. Yeah. But USC, I mean, they were in there, but Utah, they're a good program. Underrated too. Yeah. I think we predicted it, didn't we? Didn't we both take Utah? I think, I think yeah, I think we both said Utah. Yeah. So look at us. We're smart. Two, two points for us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Cale Williams was a warrior in this game. Uh, Cam Rising is a huge warrior in this game. Both guys taking huge shots, playing hurt doing all they can for their teams. And it's uh, Cam Rising kind of stealing the show in a way. Goes 22-34, 3-10 through the air, and three touchdowns. Um, it's not much of a runner. 8 for 18. <laughs> At least he got positive yards. Uh, but the running backs for Utah, you got Jaquindon Jackson going 13 for 105. And then you've got... Um, Micah Bernard um, having a decent day, too, with 88 yards on the ground, one touchdown. So, uh, good day running the ball. It was the Utah defense in the second half, though, that really was the stars. Uh, They put the clamps on when they needed to. You know, the the Lincoln-Riley offenses are historic. You know, he pumps out talent nonstop on that side of the ball. Uh, His defense, though, Tyler, did not. not Not good. Um, Caleb Williams, good day though. 28, 41, 363, three touchdowns, a pick. Could not get anything going on the ground. Uh, with 27 attempts between um their running back, starting running back, and and um, uh, Caleb Williams, they only averaged two point yard one yards per uh, touch. So Utah's defense just locked them down. I think that was probably a, a surprise to a lot of people. Yeah, especially how much they won by, you know, 47 to 24. That's, I don't know it was going to be like that. I thought it was going to be a lot closer, but uh, Lincoln Riley, you know, losing another championship game. So, Oh, yeah, he's kind of got that going. Uh, not good, not good. But he will get recruits. He will get transfers. He will get even better next year. So watch out for the Pac-12. Um, oh, well, for one more year. And then, <laughs> and then watch out yeah. for I guess, or Big Ten. Um, here we go. Noon kickoff on Saturday. We had the TCU Horn Frogs falling to the Kansas State Wildcats. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to say Panthers. I'm like, that's not it. Uh, thrilling game. Really fun. Back and forth, especially at the end. Um, goes to overtime. It's 31-28. Were you able to catch any of this? Yeah, uh, it was a slow day at work. So basically, I watched most of all the games. 
bits and pieces in the Georgia LSU game, but mainly uh, TCU and Clem, uh, Clemson, TCU and Kansas State. But yeah, this game was. I mean, I think we, I think I took TCU last week. I thought they were going to win, but Kansas State's got another great program too. Mm. Underrated as well, just like Utah. Did you take Kansas State last week? <laughs> you know what? To be honest, I I could have. I can't remember. Um, I did. I think because I might have. I remember saying, I'm like, I like that pick or something. And I was like, I got to stick with TCU for my boy, Alex. Maybe. Yeah. You know what? That sounds. Yeah. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, listeners can tell us uh, later on if they feel like it. Um, I think Kansas State ends up being the biggest winner out of this. Well, Obviously, the literal winner and the fact that it's the championship trophy goes to them and they get the banner. But TCU gets to go play in the playoffs. So there are other higher aspirations that they can achieve uh, if they get through our boys. But uh, I think I like Kansas State going forward because I think they found a good quarterback for next year. This Will Howard, man, he was able to get the ball moving for them. Yeah, and I like that Deuce Bond, too, for them. But yeah, he gone though. <laughs> he he's oh is he? Is oh he yeah, he's, yeah, he's headed to the pros for sure. Oh um, okay, yeah. So he's, uh, he's a junior. We'll he's, take that point away from me from the beginning. Oh man, <laughs> I don't want to keep track of points. Uh, I'll just give you uh infinity points, and that way you don't have to worry about losing any. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Juice Vaughn, though, you're right. Good, good name to mention because this dude was amazing. They lined him up all over the place. I have watched Kansas State sparingly this year. I have turned on their games, but I never watch a whole game all the way through. But I, I just a few plays here and there every week is you need it. It's like it's good medicine. They have Deuce Vaughn, you know, catch a couple of plays of his a week because that dude's a, a straight motor. I love the way he yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's definitely not a feller for sure. But what? But how do you use him at five six? That's going to be the interesting thing. Yeah, that's the same thing. Like if Blake Quorum, you know, if somebody drafts him, you know, you know, it'd be tough. I'm trying to remember what how tall Sproles was. I think Sproles was five nine, maybe five eight, and they rounded it up to five nine. But I, I think Vaughn next level is just worth the gamble, just because. Like put him in the Dolphins' offense, and right. you know put him in space and just let the dude go bonkers. So, uh, but yeah, I like the Howard. That was that was fun to see a, a um him step in the last few weeks for Martinez while he's been hurt. So, but Martinez will be leaving because you know eventually you got to graduate after six years or whatever he's been in the college football for. Our boy Duggan. He really took a beating today because of his O-line. He was let down big time by that offensive line. Yeah, it seemed like every play he was, somebody was helping him back up or he was bleeding or you know limping off the field. So, you know, I feel it for him, but he stuck with it. He stood in there. He's a fighter, and I think TCU can definitely – he's a leader on the team. I think they can rally around him for sure. Yep. They really sent me the run, too. Like, they could not get Miller going. Um, he had a decent average, <laughs> but it wasn't enough for them to stick with it the way they wanted to. Uh, Quentin Johnson still has a, a pretty good day. Uh, four catches, 139 yards, uh, no touchdowns. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was a surprising game in a little bit. Um, 
but at the same time, it, it, Kansas State's been that program over the last. Who I, I should probably look at their schedule, but I think that's at least four straight for them. You know, they they've been rolling as of late, and cool. I I remember us both acknowledging like this could be a lot closer than TCU wants it to be. And right, was yeah, this was a, this was a great game. Uh, afternoon game on Saturday, Georgia taking on LSU. Uh, no surprise. 50 to 30, Georgia's on top. LSU, can you call it a fight, Tyler? Did they put up a fight? Is that the way you would describe it? I don't even know if it's that. It was it was an effort. Yeah. Okay, I, I like to that. Say that. I say that at the least. But you know, going in, I think every you know, college football fan or everybody that knows football in general, you know, Georgia was gonna win this game regardless. Um you know, LSU, like we said, put an effort in. I, I would put my house on Georgia for sure winning this game. Right. But, you know, LSU's, to be honest, they're starting to look up too. You know, it's kind of a program that, you know, I'm not too fond on their coach, but I think he can recruit well, well and mm. target the transfer portal. So I think LSU's on the rise again. SEC's, uh, I mean, Georgia still runs it, but, you know, it's all up for grabs. Yeah. Um, did Daniels get hurt or did he just get pulled in this game? I think he got hurt because he was hurt last week as well. Okay. I know he took a couple shots. I don't know who they played, but I think he got hurt. And then uh, I can't, I, I can't even know who was, who came in. Cause I had, I had a, my first holiday party of the season um, on Saturday and, and that's this game kicked off at four thirty, and I was right when I was like getting ready for, Heading out and stuff, and by the time I got to the party, like Georgia was already in control. Like it was, <laughs> yeah, it's twenty-one to nothing. Yeah, I yeah. show up and and you know down in the basement at the bar, and I'm like, oh, it's not even a game anymore. God, damn it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so this dude Nussmeyer comes in, man, true freshman Garrett Nussmeyer. Is this the coach <laughs> Nussmeyer's son? I think it has to be. The, the old UCL kid, UCLA coach, right? Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Shit, I love this. Uh, I I heard the name uh, earlier on another podcast I was listening to, and I was like, oh crap, I gotta remember that Nussmeyer. Wonder if that's the coach. And then I never looked it up. I know I suck, guys. You're not surprised. Um, what I'm also not surprised about is you you watch Georgia, and it's like you're never wowed. You just know it's like this avalanche coming at you, and there's yeah. You know what I mean? Once it once it falls down, you're done. Yeah. Uh, Stetson Bennett had an okay day, man. Um, he shows enough every week that makes you intrigued. But twenty three of twenty nine, two seventy four, four tutties. I mean, the guy has weapons to throw to, so he does that. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, he's really an interesting study for the NFL. I'd, I'll be curious. He's short. He's he's only five eleven. Um, he's not fast. He's doesn't have a strong arm. So it's like, well, where does he fit in in the in the world of professional football? Yeah, I don't know. Because there's other guys that we could mention that have been drafted as of late, um, and you eventually find like a reason for them to be good, like Tua Tungvaiola and you know Jalen Hurts, like these guys. They were drafted. A lot of people like kind of like knocked them for certain things here or there, but 
there's ways to win in the NFL, and you just got to figure out what that quarterback does really well and do your best to build to those strengths, like Miami. But, like, what offense could I slap Stetson Bennett into and feel good about? Yeah, I honestly, I don't even know. See. I mean, if you know everything going on with Carolina with Baker Mayfield right now, it seems like Carolina might be looking for a quarterback in the first round, you know, with Stroud, Young, or Stenson Bennett. So I don't know. Uh, you, you better not take uh, Bennett over. Um, I, I don't care how bad of a year he had. I'm taking uh, Bryce Young every time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Every time. But, you know, LSU was, LSU was kind of in it. Like, we were watching it a little bit. I seen the first couple of drives for each team, and LSU was about to kick a field goal, and they blocked it. And I was like, oh, LSU, you know, here they come. And then Georgia blocked, and then they scored. I was like, yep, mm-hmm. uh, that's game. Uh, big names for the day for LSU uh, while we're on them. Uh, sophomore wide receiver Malik Neighbors, pretty good day in the ground <laughs> through the air. I'm sorry. Uh, five catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. And uh, I love this dude's name, Kayshawn Booty. B-O-U-T-E, yeah. uh, junior, uh, decent size, six foot, 205. Uh, he held in six for 107 and a touchdown. So in a losing effort, uh, good jo- a good job by those gentlemen there. But still, it's there's a talent gap. And it and in college football more than, I mean, I guess it works for every level. But in college football, if your offensive line is a liability, you're not going to be a good team. Yeah, you're done. They just have to be average. They cannot be a detriment. That's what I my problem is with TCU right now. It's like I don't trust your offensive line to do anything well at any point. No, especially, you know, like I said earlier, with every play, Max Duggan was getting helped up. Yeah. You know, not a good look for your starting quarterback. But LSU, you know, they just their offensive line isn't as good as Georgia's defensive line. You know, Georgia's going to have probably, oh, four guys up the defense draft in the first round off the top of my head right now. Right. It's tough. It's a tough It's a tough game to play because they can win in so many different ways, but mostly their favorite way to win is execute, control the line of scrimmage, beat you until you're dead. <laughs> that's, that's Georgia right now. <laughs> Uh, cool. You good with them? Yeah, I'm good. I guess we could talk about our boys. Uh, we were the next game up. There's other games going on, but we're the next playoff implication game that was up. Michigan 43, Purdue Boilermakers 22. Tyler, take it away. Started off slow, as always. Um, but what a you know what a great game at the end you know. We've been saying all year that Michigan's a second-half team, and it showed this week or this past week. Boys and Blues did it. Donovan Edwards, thank God he's part of us, you know, with Blake Corum going down. But I do got to tip my hat to Purdue's quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. He's a good quarterback. He was balling out a lot he of ways. He, he didn't get any touchdowns, uh, ends up with two picks. But it was just in – you know, I didn't fault him. Like, obviously, no, that they're his fault. But I'm trying to say, like, I'm fine with losing because you're trying those kind of passes. Like, they right. were they were kind of tight window. Um, they were timing passes. He, he thought that he could fit something in, just didn't work. 
Um, yeah, he had a decent day, 32, 47, 366. Um, kept the ball real real close to the line of scrimmage, so he ends up with only uh, 7.8 yards per attempt. But that boy, man, they, they kept calling him Chuck Sizzle, but Charlie Jones is that dude. Yeah, he is. He, you know, I'm just, I just can't believe we won. I really can't. Purdue gave us a fight for a while. Yeah. So they got a really efficient offense. I mean, they, they're really good they at, at utilizing their players to their best ability. Um, Charlie Jones on the day, and, I mean, he's had a year, but he also had a day with 13 catches, 162 yards, no touchdowns, also no fault of his own. Um, his quarterback kind of goofed up there. I like their running back, Maccabee, too. I think he's a freshman. Let me check this guy out. Yep, true freshman, Devin Maccabee. I'm going to keep my eye on you. He's a good combo of power, uh, speed, and um, after the ca- like catching ability. I mean, he's he's a threat. Right. Yeah, I, I do like uh, going back to that, you know, Charlie Jones. You know, he kind of reminds me of like a Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. Cole Beasley type of, you know, slot receiver, you know, type of player. He's got, he's got a, a little bit of uh, Cooper Cup in him, too. Yeah, a little uh, Coopish. Why do we have to list all white wide receivers? I don't know. <laughs> That's on us. <laughs> That's on us. Uh, okay, now we talk about the real fun stuff. We'll talk about our boys in blue. Uh, who, you already mentioned him, but uh, Donovan Edwards, 25 carries, 185 yards, and a touchdown. Slow first half, offensive line wears down the defense. Boom, there you go, long runs. Yeah, and you don't, you didn't, you brought up just moments ago about how you know your offense line dictates a game, and Michigan's offense line is fantastic, probably one of the best in college football. You know, JJ had a great game. You know, he had an interception, but um. Yeah, you know, I'm starting to really grow on JJ. Like I, I like him a lot. He is absolutely ascending right now. Um, he does everything that you, you need him to do when projecting him to the next level. He just ha- doesn't do it at a, a high efficiency yet. That's that's the next step. Is you know you, you need a guy that can create out of script. You know when the play breaks down, scramble drill, go make a play. Dude, showing the last three weeks, he's been phenomenal with getting out of the pocket on broken plays. Uh, what else do you like to see him do? Well, you like to see him be patient, trust his offensive line, stay in the pocket, deliver throws with accuracy. So what he's been doing the last three weeks, nothing but. You know, also, I mean, it helps when the offensive line's blocking their asses off. But you know, he's taking these steps of just like I would have wrote, like literally week six, I'm writing it off. Like we need a new quarterback <laughs> next year, and then these last couple of weeks, it's like. He's grown so much. Um, I kept saying, because it's fun as a Bills fan, I was saying, got a little bit of Josh Allen in him. He's got, he does. He likes to take a hit, too. <laughs> he does. He likes to, you know, he doesn't really like to slide. You know, he'd rather take the hit. And I've seen him take a couple, you know, licks against Purdue, and he gets up and smiles like the same thing that Josh Allen does. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's, he might have a frame to build on it too. Like he, the kid's 6'3, listed just under 200 pounds right now as a sophomore. You know, get a couple more years. I mean, he's definitely coming back for another year, but I would even try and ask him to like to stay to be a senior just to get out of that. Like, you don't want to be in that class. You know, don't be in the Kale Williams class. <laughs> no, not at all. You don't want to be in that class. So, yeah. Um, 
the interception you mentioned was disappointing. The fact that it was first down and he could have scrambled for just a couple of yards. Yeah, it, it could just have been second, play, you know? second and four, or second and three, or something. But he yeah, just, just he the play. Had to throw it. <laughs> the same thing that Josh Allen does, you know. Yeah, he got uh, Josh Allen in him. <laughs> uh, good stuff out of the boys in blue. Michigan, Big Ten champs again. So we knocked out the Pac-12. We knocked out the Big 12, the Big Ten, the SEC. Let's hit some of the fringe championships right now. Uh, we'll start with the ACC, not represented in the playoffs this year uh, for the third straight year, second second straight year. Uh, Clemson would have been in three years ago, but it was Clemson and North Carolina. Clemson rolls in this game, thirty-nine to ten. I didn't watch a single second of this game. I'm right there with you. I totally forgot this game was even on. I think it was going on at the same time as Michigan. I think. Oh yeah, definitely not watching. Yeah, um, definitely on Saturday. I don't know at the exact same time. I'm not going to go look for it. So we'll do some box score scouting here. Uh, Club next year, man, going 20 of 24, 279 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Really good efficiency there. Uh, They only have four incomplete passes. Spread the ball around. Um, Looking here, I've got... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen different guys catching a ball. Um, two of those would have been from uh, ukulele, uh, but the rest all coming from the new man on campus, Clubnik. They're showing some fight here down the stretch. It'll transfer over to next year, you would think, Tyler, and. It, it being that it's a new quarterback going into next year, like that probably means even more, you would think, right? Right. You know, I think um, with the whole, you know, gossip with DJ and, you know, I'm sure he's, you know, got maybe like a tough attitude in the locker room, you know, getting benched for, you know, a freshman. But, I, you know, I like Cub, as they call it, call him. Um, I think the sky is the limit for Clemson. I mean, they still got one of the greatest coaches. I mean, he's up there with Saban. I mean, he's not Nick Saban, but, you know, he's close. But I think Clemson, you know, they'll still be good. They'll still run the ACC. That's unfortunate to hear, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Also, ho-hum. Yeah, I didn't didn't get to watch any of this game. Tar Heels down the stretch, just their offense got figured out, it seems like. They just, every week, just less productive. May really struggling out there. Offensive line struggling. Wide receivers not getting open. (laughs) Um, tough down the stretch, but May will be back next year at the helm for North Carolina. So I will always give them a shot as long as that kid's still quarterbacking. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, this game I actually watched quite a bit because the LSU game wasn't like catching our interest as much at the party. So we were watching a lot of UCF and Tulane. Tulane, hell of fun to watch. Uh, they're the victors 45 28. And a game that was back and forth, but back and forth after like Tulane was already up by two scores, so it didn't really matter. Like they just UCF couldn't stop them on defense, so they just every they'd go down and score, and then Tulane would score, and they'd come down and score, and Tulane would score. This game was yeah, fantastic. I, I didn't get to watch this one, but I think Tulane, you know, they're a pretty underrated program as well, and 
I think they want to want to have the best uniforms in the league. Oh, sneaky, Kanka, mm-hmm. sneaky good uniform. Absolutely. Yeah, Couldn't even tell you where Tulane is. I can tell you that. I believe it's in Louisiana. Is it okay? I believe. I know this. <laughs> sure. uh, Bill's um, not so all time great. JP Lossman went to Tulane. I know that much. Oh, is that right? Yeah. He's terrible. Uh, who's oh, yeah. not terrible? Uh, just about everyone on offense for Tulane. But the two names that stuck out to me uh, running back, uh, pull up his name here. Sorry about this. Uh, Taja Spears, uh, T-Y-J-A-E. Sorry, buddy. I don't know. I can't pronounce your name, and that's on me. Uh, Junior running back really caught my interest. Great job in open space of just making guys miss. Uh, 22, 199 on the day and a touchdown. He had a phenomenal um, highlight reel run that everyone should go and watch. Just type in. Literally just type in his name, touch on run, and it's probably going to be the first thing that pops up on your YouTube. Um, but the dude's got great power and speed, and um, I think he's got a chance on the next level. And the uh, the next guy was his Deuce Watts, and I actually – or I'm sorry. It was Deuce Watts, and I also like this other guy, uh, Shy Wyatt. Um, I messaged our buddy um, Bryce Dial from the Sideline Scout, and I was like, dude, what's up with this Shay Wyatt? Six foot one, 190 yards. He's got good size speed, speed combo and pretty good yards after the catch. He was, he was like, Yeah, he's one of the like four dudes that are legit like draft prospects from Tulane. Wow. Yeah. I, to be honest, and I hate to say it, but I have no clue about Tulane. Like, I don't know anything I. much about him. <laughs> I. I don't know that much the about first, them. That was the first Tulane game I watched all year. That was the first Tulane or yeah. UCF game I watched all year. That's what I'm saying. Like, if there's a Tulane fan, or if there's any uh, listening, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't hold it. I don't, I don't know. Us. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I don't know you. But, Couldn't even tell you where you were from about five minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> the United States. Just cover our bases. Yeah, there we go. I I think um, I think Tulane was a team that just kept the interest all year, and to sit at eleven and two. And I think they may be playing USC. Don't quote me on that. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's who they drew. They got a big draw in um bowl in the bowl game. I don't know which one. I guess I could go forward a little bit. Tulane, who are you playing? Wouldn't be a New Year's Day game. Imagine if they win. It's USC. Yep. It's uh, Monday, January 2nd. They are taking on USC. Yep. In the Cotton Bowl. What, uh, oh, the Cotton Bowl. Okay. That's I'm rolling with Tulane. I hope they win. That'd yeah. be sweet. Can you imagine? That'd be dope. Yeah, for sure. Especially, well, but then, you unfortunately, you know who you're going to get. You're going to get everybody going, oh, they're just packing it in. They didn't care anymore. Which is probably yeah, really. kind of true, but yeah, uh, I didn't watch any other games, so I don't, I don't really have a reason to talk about. Yeah, no. games. I just, I basically just watched the Big Four. Really, they were good. Those are good. Uh, were. Yeah, competitive games for the most part. Um, so 
we're kind of in a dead period right now because it's going to take a while till we get some bowl games going. Uh, we're looking at December 16th is the first game I see here for a bowl. Uh, so we'll save that for another show. We're actually going to probably keep this kind of short, Tyler, because uh, that's that's where we're at right now with college football. You know, we're past championship yeah. weekend. Uh, there are no immediate games to talk about other than the the, the Army Navy game is next week. I always find myself, or this coming Saturday, I always find myself watching that game. So, um, yeah. What are you taking? Who? I normally roll with name, depending on the helmets, but it's normally navy because they normally have cooler helmets. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Like they like have like, navy. aircraft carriers on it and stuff. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Army stepped up their helmets this year. I, Army overall <laughs> is five and six, and Navy's four and seven. So, I mean, <laughs> neither one of these teams are good. Uh huh. Navy's the only one that's ever put a, a player into the pros as of late that I can remember. Uh, he was that? the Ravens picked him up. He, they played him at. Uh, he was a former quarterback at Navy, and then they played him at running back. But he already, I think he already retired. Oh yeah, it was like four years ago or something like that. Maybe five. And I'm not <laughs> great at remembering names. And then Roger Staubach would have been the last great Navy. Um, player to play in the pros, and he was good. <laughs> he was really good. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, actually, Roger Salak. He would work oh, in yeah. today's game, dude. He would work, and Fran Tarkenton, they both would would work <laughs> and and be pretty good in this league. Hey, you never know. I think they would. Because Staubach to me was like a uh, like a like a uh, Steve Young kind of quarterback. Okay. And maybe Manning's older dad or older dad, Manning's dad um, would have been all right too. <laughs> I don't know. If it was long, you didn't get stuck playing with the New Orleans Saints the whole time. Yeah, really terrible. Uh, what's not terrible is the network. Go check it out. Uh, bscbp radiocom That is where you'll find this show along with the men's locker room. Anything special going on right now? Anything? Uh, not too much. Um, you know, we honestly we haven't recorded in like three weeks. We yeah. uh, everyone's been buzzing around. You know, Matt's been in Atlanta. Joe's been in Florida, um, and I've just kind of been just at home, you know, working. But we, uh, the three of us, and some we're taking two of our guys that will be working with us. They do. Uh, we're going on YouTube now, so they're going to be our YouTube guys. Okay. We are going to Cleveland. Um, February 18th, I believe it is. It is a college winter classic. It is Ohio State hosting Michigan. So we are going. That's awesome. It's going to be super fun. Super fun there. And I am going to be talking so much smack when I'm there. So I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully we have even more to gloat about because we got a real. Yeah, I know. Me too. Oh, we didn't even. Yes. I guess we didn't even really mention it. Uh, the fact that US, or USC losing. Uh, open the door for Ohio State to sneak into the last spot in the playoffs. So we that get, is true. Yeah, you get Georgia, Ohio State, and uh, TCU, Michigan. Um, Georgia and Michigan are your favorites. Last I saw was eight and a half points. Michigan 
and six and a half points Georgia. So some money has come in on yeah, really. favorites. So they are lessening your uh, point spread. So get on it soon. Okay. Or else it might it might get down to not too much. Um, yeah. I don't get anything else. I, just, I got uh, nothing. All I got to end is um, UC Saban crying to for Alabama to get squeaked in somehow. Yeah, he's, he's, he's uh, that's two years in a row now. No, they were in last year. But I'm just saying, there's like, you know, of recent history. Yeah, he, he does this now. Yeah. He's... Win your games, dude. Whatever. Yeah, Win. seriously. Don't lose to Tennessee. <laughs> you should have lost to Texas. Like, Yeah, sure. really. <laughs> you should have lost to four, four lost Texas. So sit down. <laughs> um, but yeah, college football season is uh, on its last legs here. Thanks for sticking around with us. Uh, hope you're having fun. It's been great chatting with Tyler here, uh, all about something that we love so much in college football. And uh, we'll be back next week for another preview breakdown of something. We'll figure it out. College football <laughs> adjacent. How about that? <laughs> maybe we'll get Bryce mm-hmm. back on. I tease it every time, but maybe we'll get Bryce back on. Or maybe we'll get college football daily back on. One of the two. Okay. Yeah, I can talk to him see what's up. Cool, cool. All right. Till next time. Uh, this uh, tagline is oh, yeah, two point conversation is good. Three, 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 three